Welcome back to Living Richer. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shimkovitz. While the idea of living out your retirement years at home may be appealing to a lot of people, there are important considerations from both a financial and a lifestyle perspective. With regards to finances, it's not uncommon to see the cost of living out your retirement at home go up significantly. In fact, a recent survey shows that only 12% of respondents have enough room in their budget to do so. So for a lot of homeowners, that's going to mean accessing the equity in their single largest asset, which means selling their house. On today's episode, I have with me a seniors real estate specialist, Michael Schuster. We're going to cover a broad range of topics related to selling your home and moving to an appropriate retirement residence. We start off by looking at uh, what some of the things are that people need to think about before making the decision to downsize. We talk about some of the biggest challenges, what those will be. And if you're helping your parents or your grandparents, what are some of the things that you can do to help them through this transition? Moving from your home comes with a lot of emotions. So we naturally touch on how to deal with that. Um, What should also come as no surprise is the fact that the costs of retirement residences has gone up substantially. So some of the tips that Michael provides on how you can maximize the value of your home are definitely worth making note of. Without a doubt, this life transition is a big one. And I know that you'll find this episode of Living Richer beneficial and informative. So let's get to it. Welcome to Living Richer with Mark Shimkovitz, Vice President at Raymond James Private Client Group, one of Canada's largest independent investment firms. In this podcast, he'll share with you the things you need to know and things you need to do to build a smart financial plan. Follow along with Mark and learn how to invest wisely, avoid financial mistakes, and navigate life's curveballs without fear. Now, let's get started. Why don't we begin by, uh, in the intro, I did talk a little bit about you, but why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself and sort of how you, uh, how you came into specializing in this area? Okay. Uh, well, I've been in real estate for over 20 years in various capacities. And when I say various capacities, I didn't get into it um, to door knock and cold call like many others. And there's nothing wrong with that. Many build wonderful businesses that way. I got into it with the desire to specialize in certain niche aspects of real estate that many people need in certain life circumstances and many realtors are not trained in to no fault of the realtors or the real estate association, but it's just as life evolves faster than curriculum can keep up. um, I just wanted to get the expertise and the experience in certain life-changing aspects so that I could help people with real estate, which is one of the biggest parts of, you know, their life. One of the biggest moves, no pun intended. Um, How I got into specializing specifically with seniors, it was about 10 years ago. um, And um, I got a call from a lady who's a stager and, uh, and there's thousands of stagers. So it happened to be one that I'd never met. And she said, um, her mom's 91 years old. Dad passed away a few years ago. Um, mom's mind, body, everything is great, except she can't drive anymore. And it's time for her to go to, you know, sell the house, go to retirement residence. And she's very independent and wanted to hire a realtor, but she interviewed five realtors, was overwhelmed, couldn't make a choice. And so the stager, um, 
she said, I'm going to help mom out and I should refer to a stage uh, to a realtor that refers business to me. But when somebody's 91 years old and when it's your own mother, you really want somebody who 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 knows how to work with somebody in that situation. And people had recommended me. So I was flattered. I was honored. And um, I went in to meet her mom, Mavis. And um, that's when I realized that yeah, they physically can't pack and unpack. But aside from the physical limitations, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of emotions, um, a lot of psychological limitations that um, that they encounter and deal with that's overwhelming and often stops them from doing what's best for them. So um, I started just filling in the gaps. I'm a problem solver um, like you. And I just, I treat, you know, treat every client differently. And it just evolved into something where uh, I realized whether it's just hiring a realtor or, you know, if you call, if you, if you Google, or if you talk to some retirement residences, there are transition companies, but often when you call at, at 90 years old or 80 years old, or even 70 years old, you call transition companies and often, not all the time, somebody will come with a clipboard They'll give you a quote, they'll outsource, but there's so many moving parts that it still becomes overwhelming for the senior, for the elderly. So um, I just put together a a program, a a one-stop turnkey program, where I take away all of the extra work, physical, all the worrying, all the overwhelm, and just make the process great. So that's, to answer your question, that's how I got into that. Okay. Uh, it certainly is a major life transition. And we work with clients who are going through a number of different uh, life transitions. Uh, what are some of the things that people really need to think about uh, before making the, the the decision that, you know, it's time to downsize and move to a retirement home? Mm-hmm. Well, cost, of course, and that's where your expertise comes in. But from my end of the equation, it's not so much, I would just caution people, you know, to speak to someone like you, because it's not about the cost of doing it, which is what most people worry about. It's actually the cost of not doing it. Um, Many seniors and elderly overthink their fears about retirement homes. Um, I believe they should think about how it's going to improve their quality of life. Um, many seniors and elderly, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard, I'm not old enough or I'm not sick enough yet. And the reality is if you wait until you're old enough or sick enough or too sick, it's too late. It's too difficult. It's too overwhelming. It's becomes more expensive. Um, the cost of aging in place, if they want to stay in their home as long as they can, if you need PSWs and medical care, and the cost of carrying a house or a condo can far exceed um, the, the cost of moving into a retirement residence where all of that is improves your quality of life. So cost, of course. Yeah, yeah I like that you mentioned improved quality of life because when you first uh, alluded to that right off the bat, I'm thinking, well, you know, a lot of people think about, you know, moving to a retirement home, um, mm-hmm. that their quality of life may not be as good. They're, they've been living mm-hmm. in a a uh, home for so many years that um, independence and everything um mm. so that that it it's a detriment but i think what you're saying it, it, and it definitely makes sense that there will be an improvement in the quality of your life um you mentioned in that example earlier about a a stager uh, who mm-hmm. had approached you when you're working with seniors, who is it who generally would approach? I can't imagine that it's always stagers. Is it the the seniors themselves, um, family members, other professionals? 
Mm-hmm. Well, that was the only stager actually that did <laughs> did that scenario. That was more of how I met Mavis and, and this program of all. Um, <clears throat> on the rare occasion, it is the elderly client. I've met, I've had clients in their 90s, even clients over 100 who called me. Um, but in most cases, and, and in those cases, they believe it or not, they don't have any children or family, whether they don't have family or children at all. And of course, I'm talking about adult children um, or, you know, they just live abroad and they're not here to help. But many in some cases they have called me in most cases, um, it's the adult or even senior sons and daughters. I mean, if somebody's in their 80s or 90s, their sons and daughters are in their 50s, 60s or even 70s. It's usually the children that call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a fabulous rapport and relationship with some of the best uh, retirement homes in the GTA so when families book tours, go see the retirement residences, um, they feel overwhelmed. They have a million excuses why they're not ready. Um, often the retirement residences will recommend that they call me and, you know, ask about my program. So the whole point of my program is not just to help seniors and elderly transition, but to help um, the retirement residents ensure a smoother and safer process for the uh, for the client. Um and of course, the, my one-stop program, um, the focus is, of course, to turn an overwhelming experience into an exciting or a positive experience. Um, but the other times, if they're not calling to say, the adult sons and daughters, if they're not calling to say, we chose a retirement residence, the other 50% of the time, the calls I get are, mom and dad might need to think of a retirement residence in the next year or two. You know, we're talking to somebody to help us plan our finances, but we'd like to know what we need to do to prepare the house or the condo. So, you know, as you know, Mark, I'm not transactional. I like to build rapport and relationships with clients. I'll sit down with them and I'll talk to them about their their house or their condo. But then I'll say, where where's mom and dad going? And of course, mom and dad are sitting there. I'll say to them, where are you going? Usually they'll say there's so many retirement residences, so many brands, so many properties, so many features and costs. We don't know where to start. And that's where I'll become more consultative and not salesy because there's nothing in it for me. I'm not selling anything. I don't work for the retirement homes, but I'll start asking what's important to them, where they want to be, what they need. And then I'll start introducing them or recommending some of the retirement residences that I think fit their needs. So I do get the calls from some of the elderly and sometimes their adult and senior sons and daughters. That's really interesting because, um, I mean, certainly I would imagine most real estate agents don't have the ability to provide insight into the various types of retirement homes. Um, and, and I can imagine that they vary quite widely uh, mm-hmm. from government uh, assisted mm-hmm. homes to yeah. ultra luxurious. Uh, can you give us an idea in terms of some of the services? I, I, I know this is maybe taking us a, a little bit off in a, a different direction, but the types, the, the different, the things that do differentiate. So when people are thinking about, okay, you know, uh, I'm going to be making that move. I'm going to be moving into a retirement home. Um, what can I expect? What sort of costs? I, and again, I, I understand maybe you don't have the, you know, the, depth of knowledge in that, but maybe you do. What, what, what can people look for? Well, okay. So we'll just go backwards. So in terms of costs, I, I'm a big believer, do what you do best and let other people do what they do best. So I am familiar with some of the costs, but I never quote costs for retirement homes because I think that's for them to do the same way. I wouldn't want someone else quoting my 
fees or or programs. So respectfully, I I leave that because again, they'll meet with clients and everybody's different. Um, With regards to what features and amenities or things you should look for, um, actually, if it's okay with you, I was thinking when we ended, I was just going to give some tips and advice. Um, but if you want to, if you want to make a note, we can hold off on that till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thought it would be nice to end with some, you know, red flags to look out for some tips, but, um, I, I do want to answer your question because, you know, in a, in a minute ago, you, you talked about people fearing that they're going to lose independence when in reality, going to retirement residence, um, does offer many seniors more independence. Uh, which is a whole other conversation in of itself. But suffice it to say, there's when you ask me what the difference is, so there's there are some retirement residences that just offer independent living, uh, which is more like just living on a full-time vacation, a full-time cruise or, or island resort. Then there are some that offer assisted living services, and those can vary from property to property. People who need just a little bit of help, you know, from day to day to those who need a lot of help uh, physically. And then there are some, there are retirement residences that also usually will have a floor to um, dedicated to memory care, people with Alzheimer's dementia, which not only have the staff and the expertise to help those types of people, but of course, you don't want people wandering off. Um, So, you know, Mm -hmm. they're trained to look out for all of that. So lots of different services and amenities and types of properties. Okay. Um, Moving to a retirement home has got to come with a lot of uh, emotions Mm -hmm. and, you know, the stigma that's Mm -hmm. maybe associated with moving to a retirement home. Once someone has made that decision, though, Mm -hmm. the decision to downsize, can you walk us through what the process uh, sort of looks like from start to finish? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I love that you use the word stigma because I've I've done other videos on my own uh, YouTube channel trying to quash that stigma. And there is a a huge stigma. And that stigma, if I can just elaborate on that for just a moment. um, I remember when I was a kid and I was fortunate enough to know all of my grandparents and a couple of my great grandparents. And I remember... the last, my, my grandmother was the last of them, you know, to survive. And I remember we'd visit her on the weekends and she'd say, um, you're not sticking me in a home. And back, you know, 50 years ago, not that I want to reveal my age, but 50 years ago, plus a home was where people where family would stick you when you're ready to die, stick you uh, when they can't be bothered visiting or helping you or looking out for you anymore. And they're not going to, you know, you're just going to be lonely. Um, people have mental images of rundown, dilapidated hospitals that are depressing. And that might be what they were 50 or 60 years ago. Um, that's the stigma that we're dealing with. But today it's retirement lifestyle living. And like I said, it's a full-time vacation or resort type of thing. Um, so I'm glad you used the word stigma. Um, so the process. Um, <clears throat> oh, and by the way, the other thing is, emotions because the stigma is tied to an emotion and emotions are what make anybody do anything from investments as you know to retirement homes to buying a tv or booking a vacation many people don't realize that people analyze facts but decide emotionally Uh, so often with seniors and elderly the process about changing the emotion from fear and anxiety to the excitement of retirement lifestyle living so um, the process is quite simple. First, um, like I said, either I will help them 
source or choose a retirement residence if they haven't already. If I've gotten the referral from the retirement residence, then what we do is we arrange a moving date. I'll arrange it with the client and with the retirement home. What we want to do is move the elderly client to their new residence first because it's much easier easier to, and better to sell a property if they're not inconvenienced by showings all day long. And for some, it's just too overwhelming. Um, so first, choose retirement residence. Second, move them. My team will pack them and move them and unpack them and set them up. Third, they'll hand me the keys and um, my team will handle everything else. Uh, so once they've moved and given me the keys, I'll schedule contractors to fix things up if need be, um, minor repairs, renovations. I'll schedule my stagers. Uh, I'll get the house clean, professionally cleaned, cleared out of everything that isn't going to the retirement home, um, list it, market it, and sell it as you know as as, as I would. So usually the process is source, move them out, prepare the property, list it, and then um, sell and negotiate. Right. Um, and you, you mentioned hiring contractors, staging, mm -hmm. cleaning the place, all those things. Uh, certainly add value, uh, mm -hmm. but they come at a cost. Um, sometimes, yeah. What, what, can you explain what what do you mean by sometimes? I would um, well, no, they always come with a cost. Sometimes it's to the client. Sometimes I take on the cost. So oh, that's okay. what I mean. But included in my one stop program, um, there's a lot of things I include in my program that, uh, which is why it makes it. Um, you know, one-stop turnkey. I call it my seniors move for free program. Um, there's a lot of the things that I will um, um, absorb uh, in terms of costs and sometimes not. So, yeah. you know, very often, you know, one of the questions that, that I, that I get, get asked often um, during interviews or, or meeting with new clients is what can we do or what can clients do to add value, fix up a property, get it ready? Um, any seller wants to do that. That's where their mind starts. The reality is most often with seniors and elderly clients, they can't. They're not physically or emotionally able to fix it up, if you will. Um, some don't have liquid cash available. Others have lots of liquid cash, but they don't, they can't handle the stress and the anxiety. Um, you know, so like what you do, Mark, everything I do is on a per client basis. There's no, there are no, no two clients or situations the same. Um, everything we do is customized for what's in the best interest of each client. Okay. Um, you know, so for example, in, in the last month, um, Sentinel, Riddell, Derwin, so three properties that I went, I visited and they were, um, shall I say, excessively run down and dilapidated. Uh, I wouldn't say unsaleable, but just, you know, you wouldn't, you, you couldn't walk in the door. And so one of them was $12,000, $14,000. The other was about $35,000 to make it look like new, new floors, new paint, rip out all the flooring, want a new kitchen, stuff like that. Um, so do I, Put out thirty thousand dollars for every client? Um, no. Um, in those situations, the family or the or the client themselves, they would fund it. Yeah. But I have access. I give them access to my crew, my team, and of course, I manage the step by step, day to day process of the renovation, so so as to reduce the overwhelm and anxiety for them. Um, but in most cases, if a property hasn't been run down for 50 years, 
Um, it's all the little things that can be done to make a home look cleaner, brighter, prettier, rooms more spacious, the things that make itself faster for more money. That's all part of what I do for free included in, in my program. So those are the costs I will absorb and I will take care of. Um, and, and of course, uh, people are, whether it's you or whether it's the client uh, putting out those costs, mm-hmm. the reason they're doing that is to get some sort of a multiple on top of the money that they're putting out. They're going to spend $30,000, hopefully increase the selling price uh, mm-hmm. by a number greater than that. That Well, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and you're a financial guy, so you'll appreciate what I have to say, I think, is some, you know, it's not, I'm not putting, I don't put down other realtors um, because there's some great ones out there, but there are also some that will just say, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Klein, if you just spend doodles of money, it makes my, I'll sell your property for a lot of money. Well, right. That that's pretty. It's pretty easy for people to spend your money. Um, I come from an investment background, a real estate investment background. So to me, if you're going to put out twenty thousand dollars to get twenty thousand dollars more for the sale, not worth it. In fact, there's a risk because what if you don't get twenty thousand dollars more for the sale? In when I suggest to a client what should be done. Uh, so for example, the property on Derwent that I just sold two three weeks ago. They put in $35,000. We got about $125,000 more than we would have before the rentals. So, so four times their money. That's- yeah. I always say, you know, you know, if you're not going to get it, double your money or more, right? you might as well just expect a lower sale price and sell it as is. Because like I said, there's a risk of what if you don't. But if it can multiply two, three, four times your ROI, your return on the investment, then that's that's when you do it if you're capable. Right. Yeah. I, I I guess selling as is is quick, but it really doesn't benefit your bottom line nearly as much as um, you know taking care of those things. And in the case where somebody else is uh, helping to take care of all of those things for you, it almost becomes a bit of a, uh, a no brainer. So I understand the process and I understand how to increase value. Let's turn around and say, well, okay, what are some of the biggest challenges uh, that people face? And um, how do you, how do we help them through this transition and and deal with the inevitable challenges? Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I mean, there's the the literal challenges, hiring people to fix clean pack, which I take care of. The other challenges, which are equal, if not greater than that, are the emotional challenges, the the cycle, the psychological, the the mental focus on the positive. So, um, not that I would ever compare elderly to children, but there's an analogy that I think is exactly um, what families or loved ones can can relate to to help. And that is, so for example, when a little kid needs a tooth pulled or a surgery, or they're afraid of going to overnight camp for the first time they're overwhelmed and they overthink about it and overthinking and anticipation often causes more anxiety um, than necessary. Um, Even after the event, many will say, Oh, that wasn't so bad. And in fact, by no coincidence, I often meet seniors who were some of the most worried, panicked clients I ever had. And then after they moved, they said, I can't believe I didn't do it sooner. So if there's families listening today that want to know how to make things better, easier for their loved ones, their parents or their grandparents, um, the best thing is to keep 
talking to them, but not about it, but not engage in conversation about the things that they're specifically afraid of. So instead, acknowledge, um, then shift the focus to the final outcome. So, for example, I just sold a house uh, five days ago, uh, a lovely elderly couple. Um, they have two adult daughters uh, who were wonderful helping them through the process. And their daughters would call me almost daily with questions. Um, my response was always, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. Um, which, of course, their daughters were relieved because it's less for them to worry about. But whenever their mom would, or dad would say, what if this happens? What if that happens? What happens when this happens? Their response was always, mom, dad, don't worry. Michael's looking after it. He's doing a great job. We're checking with him daily. And then their daughters would immediately um, change the subject to something positive. So whether it's their parents' hobbies or something that makes them happy or even better is talking about the positive activities and social life that they'll have more independence that they'll have at the retirement home, it shifts it to a, a, a positive and shifts their focus. So it's always acknowledged, don't brush it off, but then immediately shift the conversation to something less stressful, happier, more positive, um, that helps mom or dad stop thinking about the stuff that makes them worry and start thinking about um, what makes them happier feel at ease. You can't change someone's mind. You can shift their focus to what will make them happier. Well, absolutely. And I don't know if I'd mentioned this to you before, but my mother uh, recently moved into a retirement home uh, mm -hmm. last year. And uh, she sort of fell into that same category. You know, a lot of concerns, um, unsure as to, you know, how this major life transition was going to play out and affect her. Um, mm -hmm. But the the amenities that she's taking advantage of, she gets her hair done regularly, absolutely yeah. loves, you know, having lunch and, and all of her meals and um, right. they, they go on day trips and all of that. Uh, yeah. She absolutely loves it. Now, I know we touched on uh, some of the differences uh, of, you know, the, the different retirement homes. So we know, you know, the steps people need to take, some of the concerns they've got. Um, was there anything else specific that you want to kind of touch on in sure, terms yeah. of what people are looking at when they're looking at retirement or what things that they should consider? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Like I said, I'd love to share that. Uh, if if I can just add to something just popped into my mind on the last um, topic that we were just talking about, um, you know, about parents and, 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 sh and shifting, I said, you can't change someone's mind. So it reminds me of years ago, I learned, I learned a lesson the hard way many times. So I'm a certified negotiator. And, and I love the art of understanding people and you know, what makes them make decisions. And I, ha I, I have this saying that I've used so often, which is parents never listen to their children and children never listen to their parents. And anybody who has stubborn parents or children are probably nodding their head as they hear me say that. Yep. Um, well, so, saw, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, ever since I said that when I was doing a, a negotiating a training seminar one day years ago, I ever since then, I every time it comes up, I'm going, yeah. So that's why I say you can't change people. You can only shift what they focus on. So anyway, I just want to share that, uh, that, that fun story. So going back to your last question, um, you know, just like you're going to 
shop for a, a new TV or book a, a winter vacation, people make a list of things, questions to ask, things to look for. So, you know, we talked about um, the, so first of all, brands, uh, I would never narrow it down to a brand. A brand is just a logo, colors and a logo. It's inanimate. Um, of okay, course, yeah, I'm sorry, but um, can't we generalize about that? I mean, we we do generalize about car brands and technology brands. And, um, you know, certainly a lot of the retirement homes do fall under, you know, there are some big names, but don't yeah. they also generally have some level of consistency uh, among those Yes. Well, so in some regards, so which is a great point, Mark. So in some ways, um, I I shouldn't name names, but I'll tell you this much. I've had clients that, um, like you said in the beginning of this conversation, um, if I don't sell their their condo, and I'm thinking of one very recently, if I didn't sell her condo within 30 to 60 days, she was not going to be able to sustain the monthly payments to stay in a retirement residence. She was in a panic. Um, so no money for movers, no money for, which is why my service was exactly what she needed. Flip side of that, I've had clients that have more money than you and I will have put together. Um, so that said, the reason I'm saying that is there are some chains that um, are entry level. They're lower cost, but decor and services and things like that are indicative of you get what you pay for. Not that the not not that you're going to be abused or or neglected, just not fancy bells and whistles, less amenities, things like that. And then there's a few in the middle and then there's there's one or two in, in you know that they're the most expensive and you know they're 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 the four seasons if you will of the retirement residence. But in every chain or brand um there are different buildings that have different um decor in the public spaces um different layout and size suites um that that the resident is going to live in so you want to look at you know when you asked what what to look at and i said i wanted to leave people with some pointers if you will you you want to look at the um the decor from when you walk in the lobby to you know the suite or the dining room um, you want to look at the food items, menu items, because they post a week or a month in advance. Um, some have fixed dining, some have fixed dining, but you can order order a la carte. So food is very important to most people. Um, the amenities and services. Um, some of them just provide three meals a day, whereas others, as you were talking about with your mom, they have hair salons, spas, manicures, pedicures, gyms. Uh, fitness areas, um, all, 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 I mean, all different types of amenities. With, uh, aqua, aqua, aqua aerobics. Uh, yes. Some, exactly. You know, and and I and I'd forgotten, but now that you said the word aqua, some have pools and some don't. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. Social activities is a big one. Um, most of them offer social activities, but you want to look at those because, like I said, it improves your quality of life. Like you said with your mom. Um, and then if people need assisted living, they, some offer different types of assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, some offer memory care and some don't. But one thing I've learned, um, like I said, as a negotiator and somebody who I'm, I'm always intrigued by understanding people and what makes them tick. So you remember I said a short while ago, people analyze based on facts, but they make decisions emotionally. So people could be making a list right now 
of everything I said, decor, food, menu, amenities, social activities, things like that. Here's the biggest um, aha moment, if you want to call it that, that I think people need to look out for, and you won't find it on any other list. And that is the people. You know, one thing we learned in, in, during COVID was people are social creatures. For our mental health and our physical health, we need to, and we can't just be a hermit and live on a couch 24 seven. We need to interact with people. Now, when you go, and I, I'm in retirement homes at least two or three times a week. And when I'm walking the halls past the dining room, past the, you know, spas or the fitness area or, um, whatever have you, sometimes I see the, the, the person who works at the retirement residence that would normally do the sales call or the tour. They'll walk by residents in the hall as they're showing me around and not engage with them. Alternatively, I've seen where I'm walking the hall and every time we're talking, they'll stop and say, hi, Mary, how are you today? How's your new granddaughter? They know everything about the resident. They care about the resident. They And every time I see the resident talk to them, the resident smiles and their face lights up. So I just got to stop and, and, and throw in uh, my example. Sorry. And, and yeah, I'll let you yeah know. please do. Yeah. Now that you mention that, that's exactly yeah. what happened when I was yeah. uh, touring the retirement uh, home yeah. with my mother. Right. We're walking down the hall and there's another woman walking towards us carrying a book. Mm-hmm. She stops and introduces us to this woman. She says, uh, so-and-so leads the book club and how are you yeah. doing? And, and, and what book are you covering this month? And, yeah. and those kinds of things. And you could see that this woman was just so engaged and yeah. enthusiastic and uh, asking my mother, oh, do you like to read different books and stuff? And right away, you could you, you get a sense. And then there were other yeah. things that happened yeah. similarly to that. So yeah. it does happen and it makes a huge huge impact when you're looking at the different places huge because it makes it makes the resident i mean everybody wants to be appreciated loved accepted um and it makes them feel important and it and i don't want to use the word it makes them feel they are that you know the underlying variable there is i'm a big believer you can't fake it right so you can't fake sincerity and um being genuine so when i walk the halls with staff and they don't interact that's who they are no fault just that is it is what it is when they interact like you said with your mom um it makes the resident feel well safe but loved valued important and the truth is is they are they value every one of their residents so not just looking at the people when you're walking the halls but the other thing is a big telltale is when the minute you walk in the lobby and you walk past the dining room and other things, try to book your tours around lunchtime or dinner time or whatever have you, because that's when all of the residents aren't in their 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 suite having a nap or or playing euchre. What they're doing is they're in the dining room. Yeah. And the last, so the last tip on this topic that I could share with you is, I've walked by some dining rooms where people sit alone and eat. Or if it's a couple, an elderly couple, they'll sit together and eat, but everybody to themselves. Whereas I've walked through some others where every it's like Club Med. Everybody, hey, come sit over here. Let's talk. People are talking with others who, you know, it's just our neighbors, but we don't have to put on our coats and get in the car and go. We just go to the dining room and meet our neighbor for, you know, Friday night dinner. So when I go back, bring this back to the people, 
What you're looking for, in my opinion, are is the interaction. And when there's interaction, are their faces lit up? Are they happy? Are they smiling? Do they is their quality of life great? Or is it just somewhere that they sleep and eat? Right. I mean, I, I, I really love this conversation because I, I know that when uh, I'm working with a, a lot of seniors, uh, mm-hmm. so much of our focus is on, you know, where are you today? Um, what are your needs going to be financially and can right. we afford it? Now, um, you know, having this conversation, understanding that, number one, uh, there are ways to improve the financial where you are today right. um, and the impact of understanding that this is very much a combination of finance and life. I, I mean, that's what living rich is all about, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We want to be able to maximize someone's financial situation uh, right. and be able to plan for it and say, okay, you know what, If we here's how much we can get. Here's where you will be in terms of your asset base and how much income you can generate. Um, mm-hmm. this is, if this is the kind of place that you're looking for, it's well within your means. So uh, I, I like the sort of juxtaposition or the combination of um, having both uh, a clear understanding of your finances, uh, but also, and, and I would arguably say more importantly, that comfort of knowing that this there's no stigma, as we said earlier on, uh, mm-hmm. This is a major life transition, but definitely one for the positive. Right. And and if I can add to that, you know, about what you do that, that I've learned from from my side of the table with clients, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, there's the old proverb, whether it's in real estate or, or, or you know, retirement building and, and wealth is um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The, the second best time is today. Right. So if people can start investing or planning for retirement um, sooner the better. Uh, However, again, to change the stigma. So this one particular client that I was referring to a few minutes ago, if I didn't sell her condo within 30 to 45 days, she she couldn't pay the the monthly cost. And she said to me when I said, she said, what's my condo worth? And I told her what I thought it was worth. And she said, okay, so I figure I could live in the retirement home for about uh, for 10 years. I'm okay. I said, what happens if you live 12 years? She she went blank. I said, you know, if you speak to a great financial advisor, you can take the money from the sale of your condo and invest it so that, you know, know, this is where you come in, I don't. But whether it's dividends or other means, you can take, you know, the six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars from the sale of the condo and turn it into monthly income. So that if they live 12 or 14 or 15 years, in this case, she, she said, what if I live 10? So just as an analogy, but you don't, nobody knows how long they're going to live, hopefully longer. So right. you need the financial means and the peace of mind of knowing the financial means are there. So speaking to someone like you can take what just seems like the obvious today and make sure that you're always looked after. I think that's great. That's a great tip. Um, before we wrap it all up, uh, I want to make sure that people uh, can people know how to contact you. Uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? You have a website. Uh, I know that uh, it's got a lot of great information because I did go through uh, go through everything, and there's that oh, section you. on the seniors. So, uh, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and to learn more about the services that, um, whether it's you or or anyone, can provide? 
Mm -hmm. uh, well, thank you for that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do have a website is uh, www.schusterrealestate.com. Um, and of and course, we'll put there, a link to that in our show notes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's a navigation bar. So, you know, the different specialties that I do, you can click on them. One of them is seniors. Um, if if somebody is, you know, specifically looking for um seniors um, and the MOVE program for seniors, you can go directly to that landing page at www.moving4seniors, and it's the number four, not the word four, so moving4seniors.ca. Um, and on that page, as, as you alluded to, um, there's everything up there. There's everything we've shared today and more. There's a few short videos on different topics we didn't talk about today, particular to seniors. Um, and my emails, mike at moving4seniors.ca. That's great. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us. This was, we covered a lot of great um, stuff yeah. and uh, we will definitely make sure to have uh, some of these tips included in our show notes as well. And uh, for uh, all of you who are listening, uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you're always getting the newest episodes as they come out. And uh, as a reminder, you can always reach us through our website, livingricherwealth.com. Um, and you can, while you're there, be sure to sign up to our bi-weekly newsletter. We have uh, lots of great information just like this that comes out every two weeks. And uh, thank you again, Michael. It's been phenomenal having you on here. I know that people are really going to benefit from this. Well, thank you, Mark. And I've listened to your podcast. It's fabulous. And, I'm, and again, anybody who listens, I think they benefit from everything that you're sharing. So I'm, I'm honored to be here today. Thank you. Information in this podcast is from sources believed to be reliable. However, we cannot represent that it is accurate or complete. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Raymond James advisors are not tax advisors, and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. The views are those of Mark Shimkovitz and not necessarily those of Raymond James Limited. Investors considering any investment should consult with their investment advisor to ensure that it is suitable for the investor's circumstances and risk tolerance before making any investment decision. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member Canadian Investor Protection Fund.